You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. It's trade deadline week and rumors are running wild around the NBA. Which rumors are the Sacramento Kings involved in and which should they be involved in? Plus, if a decision came to the Sacramento Kings where they had to choose between Marvin Bagley or Rashawn Holmes, who to move forward with, I'd pray they'd make the right choice picking Rashawn Holmes. I'll talk more about that. Plus, oh hey, the Kings play a basketball game tonight in Cleveland. It's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This Monday edition of Locked On Kings is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your next order. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me covering the Kings as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And the trade deadline is one of my favorite times of the year, regardless of how active the Sacramento Kings are. And I'm going to start this podcast out with some probably bad news for a lot of Kings fans, but the way it sounds from all the rumors, from conversations that I've had on this podcast, from private conversations that I have, this trade deadline might not be very active for Sacramento. Certainly not as active as maybe we would expect it to be for the Kings in this position with players to move like Harrison Barnes, like Buddy Heald, like Marvin Bagley maybe. At this point in time, it feels like Thursday's deadline is going to be relatively quiet for Sacramento. But that doesn't mean it's going to be necessarily a bad thing unless Sacramento being quiet and not moving on from pieces is a ownership decision and not a Monty McNair front office decision. Here's the latest Sacramento Kings-specific rumor, and that's that the Kings are willing to discuss deals for Nemanja Bialica and Jabari Parker, but they are reluctant on both Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald. That reluctance comes off of a report from a conversation on this very podcast with Howard Beck last week. Howard Beck from Sports Illustrated stopped by, and at the end of our conversation, we spent a lot of time talking about Chris Webber and his Hall of Fame chances, but at the very end of the conversation, we talked a little bit about the trade deadline, about the Kings potentially shopping Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald, And we got a bit of a bomb dropped on us by Howard Beck, who basically said that the Kings are not necessarily willing to move on from both those guys, not because they overvalue them, but because Vivek Ranadive likes them, doesn't want to move on from them, doesn't want to tank, wants to be competitive right away. That quote has circulated the rumor mills and storylines around the NBA, has built up a lot of traction here in Sacramento amongst Kings fans, and I appreciate fans coming to the Locked on Kings podcast from that conversation and from those articles based off of that conversation with Howard Beck. But this reopened a still fairly raw wound for a lot of Kings fans who have voiced their frustrations with 
ownership over-involvement during the Vivek Ranadive tenure that is now in year eight, I believe. Vivek has a reputation of having too many cooks in the kitchen, too many voices, not empowering his basketball decision makers to actually make basketball decisions and for imposing his own desires, his own thoughts, his own, when it comes to basketball, uneducated opinions and decisions rather than trusting the people that he has hired to make those decisions. So this report from Howard didn't shock me at all. And it didn't really terrify me because part of me expected it, but I know it's terrified a lot of you. I'll say this, regardless of who Vivek, Monty McNair, Joe Dumars, anyone in the Kings front office wants to trade for or wants to trade away, if the decisions made at this deadline are because of Vivek and King's ownership and not because of Monty McNair, meaning if Monty McNair wanted to trade Harrison Barnes or wanted to trade Buddy Heald, had a deal on the table and Vivek says no, or even vice versa, if Monty McNair didn't want to trade Harrison Barnes or Buddy Heald and Vivek said no, we have to trade one of them, if McNair is overpowered in any of his decisions, that is a major problem major problem because it's the continuation of a pattern that has led to continued dysfunction for this Kings franchise through not just this entire ownership tenure, but through this entire playoff drought. I pray that is not the case, but as Howard Beck suggested, it very well could be. And as much as the Kings have denied it and they have through their own sources and their own messages to the media, like, Jason Anderson's article for the Sacramento Bee last week, or like Carmichael Dave said on KHDK Morning Radio, until the Kings show, until Kings ownership proves that it is 100% Monty McNair involved and Vivek, while chiming in, is not overruling decisions, until that is made perfectly clear, this skepticism, these rumors, this expectation of over-involvement is never going to go away. And it is unreasonable for the Kings organization to expect fans, local media, and national media to feel any other way. So even if Howard Beck is completely off base, which I don't think is the case at all, but even if he is completely out of left field, even if Monty McNair has full autonomy and Kings ownership isn't involved at all, they can't be mad that the rumor is out there based off of their history, based off of their past. And I do believe 100%. That ownership will be over-involved in these trade deadline decisions. Maybe not to an extreme, but more than I would like. But one area about recent Kings trade deadline reporting that I am a little skeptical on is the reluctance to move on from Buddy Heald. I do understand that Buddy Heald is a chosen player by Vivek Ranadive. Vivek loves Buddy Heald. Vivek comes from the Golden State Warriors ownership background, that three-point shooting, the Splash Brothers mantra. That's why he loves Buddy Heald so much, because of that shooting. And I haven't heard any reason to believe that love, that affection has gone away at all. That being said, Buddy Heald's contract is not a good one. He is overpaid for his value. And the Kings seem to be moving in a direction that, with each passing day, seems to involve Buddy Heald less. I have a very hard time believing the Kings are as reluctant to move on from Buddy Heald as they are to move on from Harrison Barnes. I hope that is a smokescreen to maybe try and raise some value if there is interest for Heald at this trade deadline, which it sounds like there really isn't. I'd say at this point it's like a 75-80% chance, maybe higher, 
that both Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes are kings after the deadline's over. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a horrible thing, because like James Hamm and I talked about a couple weeks ago here on the podcast, the Kings can still move on from either or both of them later on this offseason, around the NBA draft. And they're probably going to have to to make finances work if they want to get active in the free agency market, making a move like, I don't know, re-signing Rashawn Holmes, for example. So holding on to these two guys through the deadline isn't the end of the world, but I do understand fan disappointment. And like I said, if the Kings are only holding on to those guys because of an ownership decision and not a front office decision, that's a problem. When I saw the rumors about the Kings' interest in trading Jabari Parker, I'm not going to lie, I laughed out loud. Jabari Parker, if he has any value, I'll be stunned. And no disrespect to Jabari, I know he's working hard and has been a journeyman in this league since the injuries after being a number two overall pick, but Jabari can't even get time here in Sacramento. How can the Kings expect to get anything of value in return? I mean, a late second round pick is the absolute peak of what you're going to get, and I don't know if the Kings are going to get that. Nemanja Bialica, the rumors around him aren't surprising at all. The Kings will make a trade deadline move involving Bialica. I'm confident in that. It probably won't blow us all away, though. And there still is the possibility of the Kings making a move involving Hassan Whiteside. There have been rumors connecting Hassan Whiteside to the Los Angeles Lakers for a while now. And speaking of the Lakers, man, have the have they been hit hard by the injury bug? LeBron James now going down. Anthony Davis still out. They both should be back by the playoffs, but still disappointing to see. I'll run you through the rest of the major trade deadline rumors around the NBA, whether or not the Kings are involved, whether or not they should be involved. Plus, we still have to have this conversation where the Kings should be picking Rashawn Holmes over Marvin Bagley if it comes down to a decision between the two. But right now, I'm here to let you know that today's Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone who's like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. This thing is incredible. The greatest purchase I've made in 2021. Using this Theragun to relieve my tension, especially around my shoulders and my lower back, in five minutes, I'm feeling so much better. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out an injury, or just the stress of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. This is what pro athletes use. You will see these being used by NBA trainers. The OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines for you. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins. Maria Shapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me, the least impressive guy on that list. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. If you're looking to make some money on NBA action, March Madness, or, hey, maybe tonight's Kings versus Cleveland Cavaliers game, you can do so on betonline.ag. The Sacramento Kings tonight, four-point favorites in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. Nice to see after their 
completely embarrassing loss to the Philadelphia 76ers over the weekend. And Bet Online even has fun and crazy prompt bets surrounding this trade deadline. You can bet on whether or not certain players are going to be moved. That, along with NHL hockey, MLB baseball right around the corner, even awards, TV shows, reality TV, BetOnline provides real updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, and the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Get off the sidelines, get in on the action, make some money on BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's take a look at some of the other rumors around the NBA, one involving a former Sacramento King. The Atlanta Hawks are shopping both Bogdan Bogdanovich and Cam Reddish in addition to their continued shopping of John Collins. Now, should the Kings be involved? Are the Kings involved? Well, we know that the Kings do have interest in John Collins. However, the asking price in Atlanta, according to reports for Collins, is a first-round pick. I imagine it's going to be a high first-rounder and a young player. Now, could the Sacramento Kings potentially involve Marvin Bagley in a trade conversation? Could he be that young player that goes to Atlanta? And what would the Kings need to attach to that? If we're looking at first-round picks, we're probably talking about like a 2022 top five or top 10 protected first rounder at the absolute best for Sacramento. I'm sure Atlanta would want this year's 2021 first rounder. That's not going to happen. We know the Kings aren't moving on from that. The Kings certainly should be involved in the conversations. My overall expectation of a deal getting done, though, is relatively low. As for a Bogdan Bogdanovich Sacramento Kings reunion, that's not going to happen. Apparently, Bogey has interest from a few teams, including the Golden State Warriors, which would be interesting. And Cam Reddish is interesting. Another young player provides wing depth. I didn't see any reports on what the asking price would be specifically for Reddish, but I would expect Monty McNair to at least be involved in some sort of Reddish conversation just to gauge what Atlanta's interest would be. In a dream scenario, the Kings could put together a package to get both Collins and Reddish here in Sacramento, but I don't know if such a deal would ever get done. Staying in the Eastern Conference, the Orlando Magic seem to be having a fire sale. However, their asking prices are a bit steep, to say the least. According to Keith Smith, NBA, the four major pieces that Orlando is willing to move on from, Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Terrence Ross, and Evan Fournier, are all going to command a pretty hefty price. Now, I highly doubt that the Magic don't budge off of this, as I can't imagine really any of these players getting this haul. Orlando is asking for multiple first-rounders and young players for Vucevic, two first-rounders and a young player for Aaron Gordon, a first-rounder and a young player for Terrence Ross, and a young player or a first-rounder for Evan Fournier. I like Aaron Gordon a lot, but he has a lot of interest around the league from other teams. I don't think the Kings should be involved in that at all. Same thing with Vucevic. Terrence Ross is interesting, although I wouldn't give up a first and a young player for Ross unless that first was a very late first rounder, which of course the Kings don't have. They could offer like a 2023 lottery protected first that turns into multiple second round picks, but I'm certainly not giving up the kitchen sink for Terrence Ross. Overall, I expect things to be pretty quiet between Sacramento and Orlando. There's growing skepticism in New Orleans that the Pelicans will be able to move on from Lonzo Ball. I've had conversations 
about that already on this podcast. I wouldn't give up much more than an average player and a distant future first. And finally, the Warriors are shopping Kelly Oubre Jr., just 25 years old, fills a position of need for Sacramento. Couldn't really find what the asking price or expected price for Oubre would be. And also, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. So if the Kings really want him, they can make a move for him during free agency this offseason without giving anything up currently. The teams that are probably going to be trading for Kelly are either going to be confident that they're going to be able to resign him or they're looking for a win-now move and are maybe trying to bolster their bench rotation. Either way, I don't really see the Kings involved there. A bit of a weird transition here is this doesn't have too much to do with the trade deadline unless the Kings are planning on shopping Rashawn Holmes or Marvin Bagley. But I tweeted out over the weekend after Rashawn Holmes' really impressive performance in the Kings' win over the Boston Celtics that the Kings need to choose Rashawn Holmes over Marvin Bagley if ever a decision between the two had to be made. And they could be forced to make a decision this offseason or maybe even at this trade deadline period. For the second straight year, Rashawn Holmes has been brilliant for Sacramento. To me, he is everything you want at that five spot. He fits with this team. He wants to be here. He spoke very openly about that after the game, saying how much he loves Sacramento and how he doesn't know what his future holds, but he'd love to return. But regardless of all that, Rashawn Holmes is a damn good basketball player. Rashawn Holmes is everything that you hope Marvin Bagley can turn into. Of course, our expectations were that Marvin Bagley would be even better than what Rashawn Holmes is, but at this point in time, is there any reason to believe that will happen? Not can happen, will happen. Now, Marvin still has plenty of his career to go, but so does Rashawn. And this is really difficult to say because it sounds like I'm bagging on the guy because of his continued injury issues, but I think the experiment has failed. The guy who drafted Marvin is already gone. To me, there is no blame at all put on the shoulders of Monty McNair for cutting ties and trying to move on. If the Kings allow Rashawn Holmes to walk because they believe Marvin Bankley's natural position is a five, to me, that is complete incompetence. Sacramento needs to make it a top priority this offseason to bring Rashawn Holmes back. Now, hopefully, he'd be willing to take a little bit of a discount to stay here in Sacramento. That sounds unlikely. And we don't know what... Rashawn's value is, we've heard rumors and conversation and the general idea is between 11 to $15 million a year, but short of a massive, massive overpay, in my opinion, the Kings not bringing Rashawn Holmes back would be a disaster. I think Monty McNair should be looking for a suitor that will give something of value for Marvin Bagley, and I don't know if Marvin Bagley has any value at this point in the open market, but he could be that young player that a lot of these teams are asking for this trade deadline. Regardless, financially, if you're going to re-sign Rashawn Holmes, it likely means moving on from Buddy Heald or Harrison Barnes, too. So it's more complicated than just one guy over the other. And to be very clear here, Marvin Bagley's family, his father, and that drama has nothing to do with this decision. It is strictly basketball. And while Bagley does, yes, still have the higher upside, it's clear or at least it seems clear, that the Kings are on an accelerated timeline that I don't think Bagley can match. He still has a long way to go development-wise. And this Kings team is expecting to be competitive for the playoffs, maybe even this year, although I roll my eyes at that.
but next season and the season after. Do we expect Marvin Bagley to get to the level that Rashawn Holmes is at? Never mind beyond that. Let's just talk about the level that Rashawn Holmes is at right now. Do we expect Marvin Bagley to get to that level in the next two years based off of his injury history, based off of his slow development, based off of his struggles on the defensive end of the floor? Do we expect that? I think it's possible, but do we expect it? Should we expect it? Absolutely not. I like Marvin a lot. You know I've been captain defender Marvin here on the Locked on Kings podcast since basically the day he was drafted. Hell, I wrote two songs about the guy, but I'm willing to recognize when moving on is the right thing to do. And I might be a little premature there, but it feels like the looming Rashawn Holmes decision has accelerated that. If the Kings still had Rashawn Holmes under contract for another season beyond this year, I'd be less concerned about moving on or keeping Marvin. Now, with a decision coming quick, I'd really hate to see Marvin still in a Kings uniform and Rashawn elsewhere. This episode of Locked On Kings is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers will work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problems here. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it comes time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. I have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, but high protein and high fiber, delicious tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness going on right now. And today's matchup on BuiltBar.com, white chocolate birthday cake versus coconut. The winner of this moves on into the enticing eight to take on the tough cookie dough chocolate. Chunk. I'll be honest with you, regardless of who wins in this matchup, I don't think they're getting past Cookie Dough Chunk, but my vote today will be for White Chocolate Birthday Cake. You can cast your vote for this in all future matchups on BuiltBar.com or tweet at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Allow me to be fully transparent with you here for a second, but the Kings and the Cavaliers play tonight, and I could not care 
less. Now, of course, it's my job to cover this team, to watch this team, to follow this team, so I will be paying attention. But with everything going on with the trade deadline, with my overall low expectations for the Kings for the remainder of this season, I'm really tuning into this game for just small reasons. One is to see the hopeful continuation of Tyrese Halliburton having success in the starting lineup, playing alongside De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Two is seeing De'Aaron Fox continue to play at that star level that we know he can play at. He's been showing throughout this season. Maybe even the continuation of Rashawn Holmes cementing why the Kings should be choosing to re-sign him and going forward with him as their starting five. Other than that, I don't really have much of an interest in this game tonight. While I will be watching this game, I will be making sure to pay attention to all the trade rumors, constantly refreshing my phone and seeing if anything goes down. But help me out. If there is a reason to be excited about this game and even the future games, the upcoming games for the Kings, let me know at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com and let me know your opinions on the trade rumors that we went through. Let me know your opinions on choosing Rashawn Holmes over Marvin Bagley. All of those names that I put out there, are there any of them that you want the Kings to go after or you want the Kings to absolutely stay away from? Again, let me know on Twitter, at Matt George Radio. You can tweet me publicly or DM me privately or email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Tomorrow on the Locked on Kings podcast, of course, if any trade deadline rumors and news breaks, we will talk about it. But I have planned to look back at past trade deadlines. I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to do over the last 10 years or over this entire playoff drought or maybe throughout the Sacramento Kings existence to look at what kind of moves the Kings have made in the past at the deadline and see if that'll give us any kind of indication of what the Kings might do this season. I hope you will join me for that. If you wouldn't mind leaving a review for the Locked on Kings podcast, that would be fantastic. Best place to do so is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. Leave a little blurb about what you like or don't like about the podcast. Any constructive criticism can go there. Also, why you would encourage other fans to listen to the Locked on Kings podcast. And of course, please stay safe, stay healthy, and I will talk to you next time. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on Kings. Your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.